everyone. It's newsroom time from VLGA Connect. And you know what that means. It means Catherine Arndt, the CEO of the VLGA. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Chris. Nice to see you again today. We've already recorded one episode of VLGA Connect um, earlier in the day, but glad to be catching up again with our regular newsroom episode. You're giving too much of the mystery away, Catherine. I'm sure people just think it's coming to them as they're watching it, that it's live. And oh, of course. I'm sorry to just burst everyone's bubble about that, but anyway... <laughs> So, um, look, you're riding on a high, and we'll talk about why that is in a moment. Uh, there's there's a, a bit to get through on the newsroom today, and I know people do like this uh, recap of things that have happened around the sector. And the high I'm talking about is the Heart Awards last Friday, which on the you know on the 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 downside, it couldn't happen in person, obviously, but on the upside, it was a, a lovely virtual event. I thought. Look, it was, Chris, you're, you're entirely correct. An hour and a half of just a, a wonderful experience for all of the finalists, all of the participants. We had um, a First Nations um, entertainer with us and it was just a lovely event. And, and, of course, I'm very pleased to announce for those who haven't caught up on it, the, uh, the winners of, of the Local Government Category Award were Glen Ira City Council, so congratulations to Glen Ira. The Community Category went to Our Songlines and the Schools and Early Years went to the Yulee Park Community College. And for the first time this year, there were two special extra awards, notable awards, the Acknowledgement for Champions of Reconciliation that went to The Torch and also the Aboriginal Remembrance Committee. So we have a lovely um, video of, of the ceremony, which I think should be up and out and available as we it speak. Is. Is. And it's certainly um, worth watching. And we thank the Minister for Local Government for his attendance and also Sheena Watt, the, um, the member for the Northern Metro region who attended also. Yes, I was going to say you had some great presenters and to have the Minister, particularly for local government, uh, presenting those awards and, uh, and Sheena Watt was, was, was great. So well done to everyone, of course. I know it's been eight years that you've been working with Reconciliation Victoria on this and uh, the support from the state government has been rock solid that whole time. So uh, terrific a credit to everyone involved. Thank you, Chris. And, and it is, we do um, do these awards with support from local government, Victoria, and also Bank Australia. And we thank them for their ongoing support. Some of our viewers may not be aware that the Heart Awards is a joint initiative of Reconciliation Victoria and the VLGA and is also one of the action items in the Victorian Aboriginal Local Government Action Plan or VALGAP as it's known. So check out that video on YouTube if you haven't already. Let's have a look at what's coming up because you now your, your focus is on the return of leading the agenda. I guess you know it's Friday 9th of July I guess we're hoping it'll be an in-person event. What's your feeling on that at the moment? Wait oh, look, I, I, I think we would all hope that it is. And that is a really um, interesting topic on audit and risk committees. And we've got a great panel of speakers lined up there. We have Mark Dupay, who's the CEO of Borbore Shire Council, Katie Baldwin, who's a member of the Audit and Risk Committee of Monash City Council, but also Head of Internal Audit at the CSIRO, Richard Wilson, who's a Risk Advisory Partner at Pitcher Partners, 
um, will also be on that panel. Now, of course, if we are unable to have that panel as a live event, we, we certainly can um, just pivot as we've done and, and conduct that over our normal Zoom broadcast channel. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to helping you with that one. Those leading the agenda days are always really uh, useful, I think, for the people who participate. So if you haven't booked yourself in, um, get in in case you run the risk of missing out. That's right. And registration details went out just in the last um, hour or so. Not that people know what time we're recording this, but <laughs> today, check your inboxes. And uh, Chris, I was remiss in, in acknowledging your role as the moderator for that panel. And we, of course, look forward to having you work with us with our Leading the Agenda series. That will be my pleasure. Now, speaking of um, things that we, we've, we've had a pleasure in doing, uh, you and I got to spend some time with the new Chief <coughs> Inspector in Victoria. Hi, Louie, I can hear you. Um, and uh, Michael Stefanovic has been in the role seven weeks and it was really great to hear about what he's been doing so far and what he will be doing uh, in the coming period. Look, it, it was a great interview and it was nice to meet Michael and have him talk about uh, his his background, what he brings to the role, I guess, and also some of his very early observations. He has a strong investigative background um, working across uh, multiple different agencies. And although in, 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 I guess, outlining that strong investigative background, he was also very um, conscious and supportive of the role that the inspectorate has in the preventative and education functions. So it was pleasing to hear how he he looks at approaching this this um, this role and also the work of the inspectorate. And again, um, that uh, pre-recorded interview is is now available for people to have a look at. Episode 179, can you believe it, of VLGA Connect. This very one we're on is episode 180. That is a terrific milestone, isn't it? Um, I just sometimes can't keep up myself with, with the content of all of the interviews we've conducted, but um, we've got a great library there now for people to go back and look at at any time. We better start planning our celebration for episode 200. Yes, indeed. Just before we get off the interview with Michael Stefanovic, we did talk about the statistics that the inspectorate recently released with regard to the complaints that they received during the election campaign last year. They more than doubled on the previous election, which I think has got a lot to do with the prevalence now of, of social media in the way election campaigns happen. Do you see it that way? Yeah, look, I agree. And when we talked a little bit about that with Michael, and I think I also mentioned the Electoral Matters Joint um, Committee um, of, of Parliament that did conduct um, or call for submissions into a review of the use of social media in elections. Uh, I checked the parliamentary website before we got on air today, Chris, and Though the, the, I guess the response of um, that committee should be coming any day now. I believe they have six months to respond to, um, uh, in, to those sorts of inquiries. So really looking forward to seeing, um, you know, what comes out of, of, of that electoral committee or electoral matters committee uh, review or inquiry. Originally, its scope didn't extend to local government elections, but with some advocacy um, from the VLGA and other organisations, the chair of that committee 
accepted submissions from and in regard to local government, which of course was is really important. And we've seen this evidence here um, with those stats that you, you just quoted um, that the inspectorate have um, identified during the, the local government elections. It will be interesting to see the report that comes from that, that process, absolutely. A couple of news items perhaps worth mentioning now, uh, Catherine, before we wrap up. Um, one of the peaks in one of the other states in Queensland has, has announced a new CEO. I'm not sure if you've worked with Alison Smith, who's the head of advocacy there, at Local Government Association Queensland, but they've announced that she'll be taking over as CEO later in the year. And, and that's a big appointment because, of course, Greg Hallam was there for many, many years. I had met and spoken to, to Greg a couple of times and um, we welcome Alison to the role. I haven't met Alison, but certainly um, look forward to catching up with her in the future. Greg's been in that role for nearly three decades, I understand, uh, and is retiring this year. I think it's it's an example of a very orderly transition, Catherine, because Alison doesn't take over until November, but it's been announced this week. Wow. Okay. Then, then welcome, Alison. The other story that caught my eye that I thought you would be interested in is an announcement this week from the Victorian Aboriginal Heritage Council uh, who has taken or which has taken a major step in determining a formally recognised traditional owner group for the Melbourne CBD and 24 local councils. We know these are complex discussions where you've got different traditional owner groups and a lot of um, history, you know, a lot of heritage attached to, uh, to, to country. Um, so this is, I think, a, a major milestone if they manage to achieve uh, this, uh, this determination. Yeah, look, I did see that. I think there was a media release that came out of the Premier's office, if I recall correctly. Perhaps we could share that with this um, this episode of, of Newsroom for our viewers. We'll do that. So the proposal uh, is to vary the boundaries of the Bunurong Land Council Aboriginal Council and the Wurundjeri Woi Wurrung Cultural Heritage Aboriginal Corporation. And I, I, I think it's really fascinating to read the story behind where those uh, traditional owner groups uh, are attached to country. And it's a lot about salt water and fresh water, which was something that uh, that I didn't know and really appreciated learning. Yes. Well, look, I've, I still have to catch up on, on all of the details um, behind that, but look forward to hearing more. And I think it's Perhaps, um, you know, the first of many things we'll see coming out of the work of the First Peoples Assembly, also, um, you know, the making of treaty and treaties and, and the journey um, that the state of Victoria will be taking through, and I guess, over, over the coming months and years. Now, Catherine, um, a question without notice. On Friday, we recorded a, a, a different governance update, Stephen Cooper and I. We went out on a limb and thought we're going to do a top 10 for because there's so much movement at CEO level in councils in Victoria. We thought we'd do what we hope might be a useful resource for councillors. Have you caught up with it? I have. I caught up with that on Saturday, of course, completely unaware and oblivious to um, the... What we've done. <laughs> yes, what you'd done. And I thought, well, thank goodness Chris and Steve just, you know, know that I'm pretty relaxed and, and let them operate autonomously because <laughs> it did make me smile. But, but also I thought, well, what a fantastic idea. And I thought it came across really well and was able to capture in, in very appointed way, so to speak, yeah. um, you know, the top 
10 tips of of working um, of, of for councillors working with, with CEOs. And we know that this is just uh, something that's talked about so often and we saw it mentioned in the recent review that came, I think, um, that Kingston had um, initiated and one of the recommendations from that review was improving the relationship between um, the executive or officers and councillors and, of course, the CEOs included in that. Mm. So I, I think that was great. Have we had many um, comments coming in about it, Chris? We've had one or two, and we're going to put them together for a mailbag segment on the next government's update. So I might just hold those close just for the moment. We've had some interesting reaction um, and some very positive reaction. Right. Well, look, I will... I will, won't preempt the next governance update. I'll find out about it afterwards, I'm sure. And I haven't had anyone phoning me to, um, you know, voice any complaints. So I think we're on the right track there. Thanks, Catherine. I'm very pleased to hear that. And I want to pay tribute to uh, to our, our stellar editor, uh, John Lloyd Fillingham, who, who went uh, above and beyond for that particular episode, including um, uh, putting in a fanfare where, where I called for it. And, and that's attracted a little bit of comment as well. But thank you to JLF yeah. as we go. Thank you, JLF. You, you always go above and beyond and we appreciate you. Catherine, thank you. Uh, coming up, um, other than our usual programs, we have our panel of chair administrators discussion on, uh, I think we're recording this Thursday week, the 18th. So Nolene Duff, Lydia Wilson, Julie Eisenbeiss, and I think you might be going to try and join us for that. That's that right. Yes, looking forward to that. We'll find out all about the role of an administrator, what they can and cannot do versus what a councillor can and cannot do. That will be a very interesting discussion. And looking a little further ahead, we've locked in uh, the Victorian Responsible Gambling Foundation for a discussion about their work. And when we get into July, there's a global CEO panel coming up on the topic of child-friendly cities. And looking at initiatives that some um, councils uh, around the globe, in particular, uh, I think, interstate and also in the UK, as well as in Victoria. Um, and we have an academic, I believe, or researcher on that panel as well, talking about the impact of COVID on, on children and young people and some of the strategies um, that municipalities have, have put in place to address those. Lots to look forward to coming up from VLGA Connect. Catherine, thank you for our regular update from the newsroom. I hope you have a great week. Hopefully, uh, we'll have some easing of restrictions later in the week and uh, you can perhaps venture a little bit further than you've been able to of late. Look, fingers crossed. I think um, it does get a little harder, doesn't it, for all of us um, each lockdown, but um, they're also important to keep everyone safe and um, hopefully you're faring well also. And um, apologies for Louis making a guest appearance um, in today's program, but um, anyway, the He's joys always... of working remotely. He's always welcome. Thank you, Catherine. Talk to you again soon. That's the newsroom from VLGA Connect. Thanks for your company and we'll see you again very soon. Bye for now.